really good amount of light. Mm. Back for another round. Let's do this thing like we know how. Let's do this thing. Like we know how. I want to start a line of, like, if Greg was going to endorse a product, let's do this thing. Like, lines by Greg, because you're kind of like the most dad dude. Am I? Maybe not dad dude, but, like, you're a dude, you're, you're, you're Greg. You're just, you know, you're Greg. I mean, is that your way of saying I'll be a great dad? Three, two, one, action. Audio podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, Dakota Trippy. Hey, what's up, buddy? How's it going, Keaton? Good to see you, my man. Don't you have class tonight? What's up, guys? This is Two Beers Deep, the sports podcast. Uh, obviously, Facebook Live that we know nothing about sports, and we kind of just sit here and have an excuse to drink beer while my girlfriend is away. Oh man! Also, so we, also oh, yeah. clutch thing. The entire can win in this uh, glass. So yeah, we did switch up the beer this week. We it did was a little lot stronger. Um, which means so it's been a good time. We're about to be extra silly tonight, so that's going to be some fun stuff going on. Silly, silly as it can be. Indeed. Oh, boy. So this was a huge week in sports, pretty much across the board, all platforms. This is the, what do they call it? The um, something something uh, eclipse, the sports eclipse, the when sports tonight eclipse? that all four major sports platforms have a game. Oh, that's right. Cause Hockey, basketball, football, baseball. Man, if you're just a average sports fan i don't even know how you can manage all that probably just well, watching the teams that you like yeah but then again looking at it now we have so many platforms and so many different devices you can watch sports on you can might as well be able to just watch all four at once that's fair i i mean who's playing in baseball tonight uh so tonight we have game five of the alcs between the what astros is, okay and the, and Ash, um, american league championship series championship series yes okay. we have game National five we have game five of the alcs between the red sox and the astros um right now the red sox are up 3-1 so if they win tonight they eventually are going to the world series which by the way i predicted on the last episode we did you did, and I Eric, did. Eric said, oh, blah, 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 blah. who was the other team? You predicted that Milwaukee, right? No, I did Dodgers, actually. Sports Equinox. Thank you, Keaton. Sports Equinox. Ooh, I like that. I like that, I had actually. the E. I thought it was Eclipse. Equinox, we'll go with that. The Sports Equinox is here today. Equinox sounds way fancier and much more mysterious, it actually. It does. Keaton, we're going to give you credit for that one, buddy. All right, fair enough. Um, So let's, 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 let's get into some just casual conversation before we do, because some of the things on the docket for tonight... We want to get into the NBA G League. We would like yes. to discuss, obviously, the playoffs for baseball as much as we can. Hence, I'm wearing a baseball hat tonight because baseball. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the football game tonight, which is probably the most boring football game of all time, unless, arguably. Unless you're a fan of the Broncos or the Cardinals. or Which means that it is arguably the most boring <laughs> football game of all time. Well, unless you want to see the Rose and one dude work. Meaning that it is the most boring football game. Of all time. Trying to help, but whatever. Unless you have fantasy implications, <laughs> So actually, uh, let's start with this. Let's start with this. So I did, um, and I know that Denny, you asked a question. Keaton, you asked a question. On Instagram today, I did do in my story a little question. I said, what topics should we talk about tonight? Dennis would like to talk about the Riverhounds playoff game coming up Ooh, on Saturday. I like it, yeah. Which um, I know you are attending, so we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Keaton asked the question about Fortnite, which I answered graciously. The play or the uh, event platform. The one question that I will leave anonymous who asked, why does Greg never wear branded clothing? Wait, really? Yeah. Never wears two beers deep, never wears thoughts on the bench, never wears anything. It's literally because I come here straight from work. So So you don't have a backpack that you carry around with extra things in it? I I do, but I just leave my laptop in it. Do you own anything? Do I own anything? Thoughts on the bench of two beers deep. I actually do not, unfortunately. Okay, so you can't blame it on the fact that you leave work and then get here. All you right, don't fair own enough. anything for it. So you're telling me that I should think ahead and whenever we record that I should have a t-shirt ready at my disposal. Well, I think first you have to buy a t-shirt. That is fairly Where accurate. do you buy a t-shirt, Greg? Uh, we... 
Are you serious right now? <laughs> I'm sorry. Guys, I've been drinking. I've been drinking. I've been drinking. Our t-shirts, our flags, our hats, everything is out of Our Point Apparel the company beer, here in Pittsburgh. The beer's hitting um, me. Sorry. Our Point Apparel. Obviously, we have a, we have a, a little contract with them. We do all our clothing through them. Shirts, sweatshirts, everything along those lines. It was actually a question about why Greg doesn't wear anything branded. Um, the question was from the owner of Our Point Apparel, but it was oh a question nonetheless. So give me a break. He could have just come up to me at work. Whatever. <laughs> Oh, you want to talk about this? At, Greg, I would like you to participate in your job at work. If you Fair can. enough, yeah. So anyways, that was the Instagram thing today. Other things that came up in there, um, some interesting topics. The Jimmy Butler question came up. Should he be uh, traded away? What do I think about his situation? My answer to that was that I think this is, and I'm with Kevin Garnett, I think this is the single least talented individual to ever strong arm an organization. I think he... He's being he's strong arming them because I think he's using his work ethic and the fact that he just basically just kind of scratched and clawed his way into being considered an elite player to eventually. Do you say, consider him an elite player? Do you? Like I'm I not mean, I'm not saying like oh do you, no do you consider Jimmy Butler an elite player? I consider by, him a broke man's Paul George, I which mean, is a broke man's Kawhi Leonard, which like, is a broke man's LeBron James. I feel like by his resume and just by the way that he impacts the game, you can consider him an elite player in this league. It, resume. It's, are you, are you saying like third NBA all team that style defensive resume? defensive player and everything like that? I mean, there's still guys that haven't considered the type of accomplishments that he's gotten and are still considered elite, though. I'm I just, mean, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not negating anything you're saying. I'm just asking, out of personal curiosity, where you rank? Like, okay, if you're gonna put all the NBA players currently in the NBA, okay, and you're gonna say they're either in tier one, tier two, tier three, tier four, or tier butt, tier butt, <laughs> tier butt. There's a lot of tier Where butts out there. Where are you putting Jimmy Butler? There's a lot of tier butts out there. But, There's um, a ton of tier yeah, butts there is. out there. Uh, I would put Jimmy Butler in tier three. I feel like that's fair. That tier fair. one, you obviously have your Steph Curry's, your LeBron James, your Kevin Durant, your Anthony right. Davis, your Kyrie Irving, right. your James Harden. Mm-hmm. Tier two, I think you get to the DeMar DeRozans, Kawhi I would ar- Leonard's off injuries, I would argue. Like that. I would argue Greek Freak, which should be in tier one. After this year, he will be. After this year, he might be. Right now, he's tier two for me. That's fair. Um, no, I can, Jimmy Butler's tier three. That's fine. And you know the funny thing about being tier three for that is that he is an NBA all-team, you know, team yeah, three right. guy. Um, so we're pretty much backed up on that, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, but no, I honestly, I think they should just get rid of him. I, I, I get his work ethic. I get this. This practice is going – there's going to be a 30 for 30 about this practice. Basically, if you haven't been paying attention, Jimmy Butler took the third-string players, apparently – up against the starters, which is obviously without Jimmy Butler, and beat Cat, Wiggins, the starters, Teak, those mm-hmm. guys, um, and apparently started screaming, you effing need me, and started going off on the owners and management. The cool thing about that is that apparently him and Wiggins dapped up on the way out, and all the players are kind of like in this weird, like, we appreciate what he brings to the table, but he's also beating us, and everyone was in awe that he had a team of bums basically beat right. the starters. Yeah, absolutely. At the end of the day, though, him questioning the front office, him questioning the coaches in a way that is turning around a young franchise that we all been very eager to see, eager to succeed. Um, I think they need to get rid of him. So, wait, are you essentially saying that you're basically his entire message about the about this? Would you say that he was in the right for doing what he did, but his whole way of going about it was wrong? I think he was absolutely in the perfect right. Everything he did and the way he went about it is right if he wants gone from Minnesota. Right. If he wants out of Minnesota, everything he did was perfect. Mm-hmm. If he really thinks that this is going to bring the team together and they're going to succeed as a unit because what he did, he is dead wrong. This team, it's going to come up later. It just is. him. His turmoil he's had with Wiggins right. is so deep-rooted mm-hmm. in the fact that they kind of play the same position, even though one could be considered a three and he can be considered a two. Yeah. It's so deep-rooted in this, I'm better than you, you're this, blah, 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 blah. I mean, Wiggins arguably is gearing towards bus territory. He is. Opinion. He's getting there. You know there. what I mean? Uh, for the hype he had, for what he was given up for um, at the time, you have to consider the fact that he was basically traded straight up for Kevin Love. I, I'm in the camp that I don't mind Cleveland doing that because it got them their championship. Mm-hmm. Like, Kevin Love was an integrative part oh, of no. everything the Cavs had. That's the reason you make those trades is essentially for a championship. So but it was totally Arguably, the team of Kyrie Irving and Andrew Wiggins is good enough in the East to push you farther 
hindsight 2020. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things where you're really looking at it in a way that, like, he was traded for a championship in Cleveland. The Timberwolves gave up arguably, I'd I'd say their second best player of all time. Behind uh, KG, oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, for a guy that has not produced, and they have this great talent, this pool of talent, and I, I genuinely think Jimmy Butler needs to get out of there. And and obviously, Jimmy Butler wants out of there. Mm-hmm. I think the team needs to move on from him. Send him down to Miami. Let them deal with him. Miami's not going to win a championship. Miami's not going to be relevant. Miami's not going to do anything with Jimmy Butler. He's he's good, but he's not going to help Hassan Whiteside get a ring. I was going to say, what was the actual deal to go to Miami? It was two younger players that they have right now. It was Josh... Um... That I do not know. I can't remember what it was, but it, it was a decent deal. I think it was a fair deal. It was two young players. They weren't going to give up picks or anything, but it, it could have worked out for them. So... I don't know. It's just a weird saga that's going to happen, and I, I actually think that Jimmy Butler will not get traded during the season. I think that he is just yeah. such a... Yeah. I think it's just such a poison right now that essentially I think the Timberwolves would rather just deal with it and then just kind of cut their losses at the end of the year. Because I do want to say real quick shout-out to Chris Helms for tuning in on the uh, West Coast there. Helms, hope you're doing fine and well, buddy. <laughs> um, no, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that... What what you're saying brings weight to the conversation. It's just one of those conversations where it's like there's really no winning. No. It just is what it is. Um, let's get off that. One of the other questions I had was, and let's get into it right now, um, River Hounds, postseason, Greg. Who are they up against? What can we expect? What have the Hounds done this year? Uh, so right now they're going to be playing Bethlehem Steel FC in their first ever home game at Highmark in the playoffs. So this is going to be an interesting task for them. Uh Last, I want to say, what three years they yep. haven't they haven't been in the playoffs. So this is a welcome sign for them. Bob Lilly has really done a great job to stabilize this organization and take them to uh, the next level of being an elite team in the USL. Yeah, yeah, in the USL. I, I, it's, yeah. it's 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 funny because they're still not doing as well ticket sales wise as they want to. I'm assuming. Right. Um. They're still empty games, and I've been to a few. Thank you. Shout out to Denny. Um, because of him and his season tickets, I've been to a few games. Very fun. I love going to the games. Oh, I do Being too. Being at the games is fun. Yeah. I can't go this Saturday to the playoff game, as I've illustrated to many people, mm-hmm. um, prior engagements. But the fact is that the Riverhounds really, at this point, so leading up to this, it has been arguably the Riverhounds' fault that they are not popular. What we're seeing now is that really it's the city of Pittsburgh's fault. That they are not mean? popular. They're winning. They have personable guys. They're running academy teams. That's true. The fact that they're not actually selling out the way that Atlanta is, the way that LA is. I get it. Those are big markets. They Those are, are massive yeah. markets. But the fact that Pittsburgh people run around, and this is going to sound kind of bad because we do it too. The fact that Pittsburgh people run around to Piper's Pub and promote their English Premier League teams and all this and can't go to a Riverhounds game is mind-boggling. Yeah. It's mind-boggling just... that I don't make it. I'll, I'll, I'll be the first to blame myself. I don't. Follow I, them as much as I should, but I it is no longer the Riverhounds' fault for not selling out. It is our fault. Yeah, I I really have no argument because you, the constant thing when it comes to Pittsburgh fans, Pittsburgh fans in general, is that we will support a winner. Like when the Pirates yeah. started, when the Pirates started winning, they sold out PNC yep. Park, and the atmosphere around it was amazing. So. Why is it that we just can't do it for the Riverhounds? Is it just because that, you know, we consider them an inferior club it's because weird. they're in the USL? Or is it just... No, I, I think even if they were MLS, no one would go to the games. I, I honestly think... You know what I think it is, honestly? What? I think it's the fact that they've been around for so long, even though they've rebranded, even though they have the stadium, even though all of these things are so positive. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that the Riverhounds have been around for so long that we're always just like, oh, the Riverhounds will always be there. My kids will go to a Riverhounds game. No, they will leave. Like I, it's not like they will leave, but they could dissolve. They, there's a lot of things that could happen here. Right. They could become a lot less and sell out as a farm team again. Like there's things that could happen that it's like, hey guys, we have this beautiful stadium. They put in new seating to try to expand to MLS. All these things. Right. Season ticket holders. The club seats have food. It's amazing. Right. The games are fun. Dollar beers before the games. And I'm telling you guys right now, we're not like this is not no. me getting paid to promo them. I'm saying it is insane. Yeah. That they are not doing better ticket seat wise now Saturday. Playoff game at home. I have to assume they're going to do really well ticket wise. You would think because so. consistently they always tried. I think I remember re- seeing an interview on KDK where one of their main players was talking about how much they enjoy the fact getting three K at games. Three thousand fans at a game. I mean, you would expect so much more from that from a Pittsburgh fan base to be able yep. to come out and support your team at least. But three three thousand fans is despicable. And hey, it I'm is. at fault too. I'm at fault too. 
I'm not saying I'm not blaming. I'm not pointing the finger. No, I definitely no. at fault. But it's definitely there's something missing in the fact that they are succeeding. They are winning, and it's no longer like you have to realize. And a lot of people don't realize that we won. Like a lot of people realize we have a team, right? But they don't know that they are basically one step below MLS. They don't know that they are, I think, second place in the division to make playoffs and have a home game. Or Third, crazy? Third. Okay, Third. thank you. Third, but they have a home playoff game. That's it's it's massive. Yeah. Denny says huge tailgate party too. Hopefully that will help sell tickets. Exactly, Denny. Yeah. They, they do all these things. That I'm, I'm basically saying that, and I, you know, you got to pay attention more. The one thing that you know, Dennis and I talk about a decent amount. I don't like the re-signing of Romeo Parks or Romeo, Romeo Parks. Romeo Parks, yeah. Um, excuse me. I don't like the re-signing of him after being banned from FIFA play for a full year after spiking someone in the back at Highmark Stadium. But what it comes down to is the organization has done everything right to gain the support of the city of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly, when you look at it and you sit down, you're like, wow, like, yeah. And I mean, credit to this, they, he has kept his nose clean ever since that incident, too. You haven't heard anything from it. So, he I mean, has to. yeah, and that's true. So, I mean, like, you can say that he's definitely kind of, you know, gotten himself over that hump of being a villain in all of FIFA. Yeah. Which is scary to think about. Literally all of FIFA. This video literally was viral. Insane. It, it was on SportsCenter, and this is not something that you want on SportsCenter. <laughs> not. Nope. Nope. Um, all right. So, let's break off of that, Greg. Let's talk a little bit about. Um, Let's let's do baseball. Let's okay. do baseball. Let's get in there because I want to spend a decent chunk of time talking about a couple things. One, I want to lead off with. Uh, let's talk about this catch that we talked about leading up to it. So Mookie yeah. Betts, what we saw was reached into the crowd to catch a ball. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you can see a hand block his like you can you can see as a human the ball was going in the glove. Yeah, the hand hit the glove, but then the argument arises. He reached out into the fans he did. to catch that ball. Now, you said that it didn't ruin the game for them there. What do you mean by that? So, I mean, when I say that is that the Astros did take the lead eventually in the fifth inning. So, it's not like that really hurt them for the rest of the game because they were able to get that lead back. And it's not like the incident with, you know, Bartman where the Cubs had the lead and then the Mar- <laughs> and then that that essentially that was the reason that the Marlins it, yeah. came back and won it. This is a interesting story for that dude, by the way, Bartlett. Uh, just his whole life. Like, the fact that yeah, he moved to, like, Minnesota in the middle of the woods or something. I mean, can you blame uh, him? Shout out to the GOAT Chad for joining in. Chad, the GOAT. <laughs> so, no, I, I this didn't really ruin the Astros from winning the game. Going forward through the game, I mean, they kind of shot themselves in the foot for a couple of instances. But I personally hate this. I hate the fact that this fan is going to be victimized as a reason that they could have lost that game. No, it's complete bullcrap. The ball literally exited the playing field. It went over the yellow line, which is for any baseball fan who knows that once it goes over the the yellow wall, the yellow line on the wall, that's considered a home run. That should have been a home run. The fact that Mookie Betts reached over and tried to catch the ball when it was in the fan area should not be considered fan interference. Yeah, I don't think it should be. So, well, I mean, it it shouldn't be. That's the yeah. rules. It just should not be. Um, but. Let's break away from that. I just want to get those rules out of the way for you. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about, um, you said tonight's game? Tonight is uh, game five for the Red Sox and Astros. So if the right now the Red Sox are up 3-1 in the series. So if the Red Sox win tonight, they eventually clinch, clinch the ALCS and they move on to the World Series. And who will they be playing in the World Series? Do you think? Obviously, it's not over yet, but who do you see as the World Series? Well, I, I called this, I believe, two weeks ago where I said that the Dodgers and the Red Sox will be in the World Series. Uh, right now, I believe the Dodgers and Brewers, the Dodgers are up 3-2. They're going back to Milwaukee for game six. I don't like Milwaukee, but I do. I really like uh, Yulichich. Christian Yulich, yeah. He looks like Pete Davidson, who's kind of a fuck. <laughs> Packard. I mean, thank God that he's not blonde. <laughs> so, oh, that'd be terrible. Yeah. But I like Yulichich because he came from a small contract in Miami, and he was – not a small right. contract, but a reasonable contract for what he is. But he's going to win he, he MVP. Is, he is for sure an MVP. And batting title, right? Yes, and batting wow. title. He was very close to winning the Triple Crown this year, but I think he missed the home run mark by maybe four, if I recall. Wow. But he definitely was batting average and RBI. So. I wouldn't mind seeing Milwaukee – in the finals, but at the, or in the, the World Series, excuse me, terminology. No, that that's but, where I'm at too. Because like as a small market fan, I want the Brewers to succeed, but at the same time, though, I'm a Pirate fan, so I hate the Brewers. So. And at the same time, Clayton Kershaw needs a win. Clayton Kershaw deserves this, man. That dude needs needs a pennant. He deserves it. He is from the very first time that he became the best pitcher of all time. He literally 
had think just he is hold- the best of all time? Do you, I, like, right I, now, you think he's the best of all time. Okay, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But. No, it's just one of those things where when you say someone is the best of all time, especially in baseball. Okay, I'll say this. He is the best pitcher I've ever seen okay, in person. Okay, that's completely ever fair. Seen. I think he's ever. the best of all time, and I don't know, but I don't know baseball. What I'm saying is, though, for you to say it means that it's a thing. Yeah. Like, I, it's a it's a thing. I, th- I think I misspoke on that because uh, there's probably other guys that, I've, that are better. But I'm just saying in terms of overall talent and the guys I've seen in person, he's nasty. Just yeah. straight nasty. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, but when he started building his legacy as becoming one of the greatest of all time, one of the biggest issues with him was that he always choked in the playoffs. Every year. Yep. He yep. always choked. Last absolutely. year was one of the first times that he eventually kind of started getting the step for being consistent because they got to the World Series and they were very close to winning. So I want the Dodgers to get to the World Series and I want LA to win really badly. Just for the fact of cementing Kershaw's legacy. Yep. I can agree with that. Um, so what else do we need to know about the game tonight? Who's pitching? What, what do you – like, you you think that tonight the Red Sox clinch? I, I don't think the Red Sox clinch. I actually haven't looked at the pitching matchup, so I'm not sure what it okay. is. But I am not willing to bet on the Astros losing another home game, yeah, especially sure. in yeah. a do-or-die game because I, I'm totally in agreeing that they will lose in, at Fenway. I believe that's for sure. But I cannot see them losing tonight. I think it'll go to Fenway, and I think they will lose Game Six. Okay, I yeah. mean that's fair enough. Is, yeah. is, is what it is. I think uh, I think all the emotion and adrenaline will be behind them, and that's just one of those things that like you can't just you can't just lose out on your home fan base. Yep. All yeah. right. So let's break away. Well, actually, who do you, who wins the awards in baseball? Who's gonna win? Uh, what are the awards in baseball? So, M- and like MVP and okay, so, hitting okay. guy. Okay, so the, the hitting is, is decided once the season ends because it's whoever has the best batting average. So that that's that's not something you vote on. It's on, on. average? It's on oh, average, yeah. Okay. It's on average, yeah. So uh, for baseball, you have the American League and National League Cy Young, which is the best pitcher. I know okay. that one. Uh, MVP goes to who's, best. Who's winning Cy Young? Oof. Uh, it's kind of tough. There were a lot of really good pitchers this year. Um, I could argue Chris Sale for the Red Sox could probably win. For I the like American him because he cut his jersey with the White Sox. Yeah. Uh, for the National League, it's no contest. It's Jacob DeGrom. He had probably one of the best years you will ever see. He's on the Mets. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. He had one of the best pit- one of the best hmm. years you'll ever see. I think he w- had like a 500 record, but his ERA was like 240. Wow. Which is disgusting. So there's that. Uh, you have the American League and National League MVP. Uh, for the American, for the National League, I will say it's definitely Yelich. Yeah, Yelich had probably one of the best years ever. Uh, the American League, it'll, it's close, but I would not be surprised if Mookie Betts for the yeah, Red Sox wins it. Yeah, that's my vote, just because I like Mookie Betts. Yeah, Red Sox. Uh, then there's the National League and American League uh, managers of the year, and the National League and American League rookies of the year. Who are the rookies? Ooh, uh, for the rookies. Not gonna ask about managers because that's boring. <laughs> Who are the rookies of the year in the in baseball? Cause for for the American League, it's probably going to be uh, Shohei Otani. The, uh, the Jeff. <laughs> it'll be Shohei Otani, the uh, the guy for the Angels, who was the pitcher oh. and the DH. Yeah. How did he do? He was supposed to be like the shit. He wasn't bad, but what happened was he ended up with Tommy John surgery at I believe in August, so he wasn't able to pitch as much. So he tried hitting, and he actually Wait, he hit. After Tom, how long does doesn't Tommy John's take a while? Like, Tommy John's take almost a full year, but apparently he was able to hit. So yeah, all right, yeah. And uh, for the National League, it's going to be the Braves' Ronald Acuna. He was the number one prospect in all baseball. He came up, he helped lead that team to a division title and to the playoffs, and he is definitely going to be rookie of the year this year. Fair enough, mm-hmm. Chef. What do you want us to talk about, buddy? Put some in the comment section. We'll talk about it because you are here. You are now. Mm-hmm. Let's. But while he does that, so let's break away from baseball a little bit. We did our baseball talk. We did talk um, a lot of baseball. I feel yeah. winded after that. Welcome, mm. because I don't traditionally talk about baseball. Mm. Hollywood has it going. Um, so let's break away a little bit. Let's let's do a tiny bit of NBA. What's happened? What have you seen? You said you watched a game last night. Yeah. Let's just talk talk a little NBA, bef- and then I want to jump other stuff, and then we'll get to the G League yeah. later. First Hollywood, off, what to do, brother? First off, I can't believe we didn't do a lot of season preview stuff. It, for the it, NBA. Snuck up. I, it, it, it snuck up. Do on you know us. the problem was that I was watching the Lakers Nuggets preseason game, and I thought that was I just I genuinely was like, oh, regular season's here, and then realized it wasn't. I was like, oh, cool, backed up a decent amount. And then it came, and I was like, 
F I missed it. You just know, completely freaking blinded on You know what's there. funny? The only reason that I knew that they were preseason the only reason says Anthony Davis is sick, by the yep. way. Yep. The, the only reason that I knew that those were preseason games was because they were playing at random arenas. I think I That's a good point. I, think, I, I was very curious. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching I think I was watching some I think I was watching Atlanta play a preseason game and they were in uh I think we were at Georgia Tech's yep. arena for some reason. And I was like, okay, this is definitely preseason then. Yeah. The Lakers are playing at like UCLA. I was like, oh, okay. Whatever. Yeah, so that the Um so you, Anthony Davis, is sick. Go off that comment, Greg, because you did oh, watch a game last night. Oh my god. Yeah. Watched the uh, Pelicans and Rockets last night. It was just on, decided to watch and Anthony Davis, oh, oh my God! You you have talked for the longest time about how AD is probably the one guy that you would start a franchise with right now, next yep. to maybe Cat or next to no one. Really, not even next to Cat? No. Okay. No, he's he's he is way better than Cat is. I think he always will be better than Cat. The thing about Cat, honestly, that people brush up is that they're like, oh, Cat's going to be yeah. Cat has right. Cat has good numbers. Guess what? Anthony Davis is. In my mind, arguably the best basketball player outside of a certain shell of guys. Mm-hmm. Like, if you go down the list of the greatest that I've... Oh, my God. Kaylee woke up. Sorry, guys. Huh. Um, if you go in the realm of guys that are arguably the greatest that I've ever seen play, there are three that instantly come to mind. LeBron, Kobe, Duncan. Then you get into, like, the Dirk category. You get into the, um, the, the Wade category. For me, Anthony Davis will be the guy I think that I'm like... Like, I'm... And this is no disrespect to LeBron. Obviously, LeBron is considered one of the goats. But when it comes to actual, like, seven-foot, three-point shooting, athletic, dribbling centers, yeah. Anthony Davis is arguably the greatest freak we've seen in the NBA ever. Yeah, he's he's ironically a shooting guard in a center's body. Dude, it's insane. He had in the national championship game zero points at halftime, but he had, like, Seven blocks and 23 rebounds or something insane. He apologized to his coach, Calipari, and said, sorry, I don't have any points. And Calipari said, keep doing exactly what you're doing. Like, it's it's mind-boggling to me that Anthony Davis is a real human being. He was one of the he first an alien. He was one of the first one-and-dones I think I've ever seen that legitimized his status as being elite. Yeah, you're just like, yeah, that guy, I want him. Yes, He's was- 13, I want him. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care at all. Um, But so let's talk a little bit about the game you saw. Mm. Break it down. Who impressed you? And then we'll get into a little bit of rookie talk and, and things like oh, that. Oh, I can't wait to talk about rookie talk, by the way. But uh, watching um, the Pelicans and the Rockets, obviously Anthony Davis wow. was amazing. 30 points, but I think... Mellow like, off the bench, by the way. Mellow off the get bench? Get on that on this when you talk about it. <sighs> I'm not... I don't even know what to make of Mellow off the bench, first off. Because first Dude. off, I think Mellow is a shell of himself. Let's be honest about that. I think that he's a... He's a cancer in general. It's a couple years too late is what I'll say about Melo off the bench. Yeah. Melo, when he left the Nuggets, the Nuggets efficiency rating went like skyrocketed after he left. When oh, he left, you know, and then absolutely. he gets to the Knicks and he's Melo is a tremendous player, but he is not the player that will get you a chip. Mm-hmm. He is not a complimentary player. He's that perfect combination of kind of the guy, but unwilling to be not the guy that he's not going to help you win a championship. Yeah. Unless he can get to the rocket system. If he can get into the rocket system of like, all right, shoot. Like, he he had something in preseason where he pulled up for a long two, turned around to the bench and said, sorry, guys, because he knows you either dunk the ball or shoot a three. There is no in between for the Rockets. Which, in a weird way, kind of works for Melo, I feel like. Just because Melo is such is a guy who always wants the ball in his hand, he's always such a predominant yeah, score that I feel like it's completely negative to the Rockets. So the Rockets are not a team where one guy gets the ball unless your name is James Harden or CP3. See how that works. Yeah. One guy or the you know they have two of the, the one guys that mm-hmm. their system works. Clint Compella is unbelievable. They have oh, yeah. a ton of guys that are going to pull up from everywhere because analytically if we if Greg and I are playing basketball and I pull up for 15 three-pointers it is going to be worth way more than the 15 layups that I allow him to do. You know what I mean? Like that's True. just it's it's analytics or the the 20 layups. You know what I mean? It's just simple math comes down in basketball. And no, it has not worked out yet, but that is what the Rockets are thriving for. So mm-hmm. No, that's fair. Um, the other thing that always stuck out to me, and me and you have talked about this before, the Pelicans need a point guard. They've needed a point guard in the Did you see that the, uh, for the, so the, long. the Pelicans said that they are unwilling to trade Anthony Davis for Beyonce? 
Did you see that? I did not see so, that. Gentry was basically like, all right, look, we're not trading. Because there's all these rumors about Boston with all their picks and blah, blah, blah. He said, we are never trading Anthony Davis, not even for Beyonce. Hmm. I was like, how's that? That puts uh, it in perspective. It puts yeah. it in perspective. Yeah. If I was a franchise, it, like, okay, if we were in maybe, you know what, that'll be the draft today. If we're starting a franchise today for the next 20 years, who would mm. take it? I'm writing that down. All right. Because, I, 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 and we'll flip a coin for first pick because I know exactly what I'm picking, but that'll be the draft today. That Oh, I like that, actually. That'll be fun. Um, no, I, I can't see who you would even come close to getting for Anthony Davis that would be of equal value. Unless uh, unless you get just like a king's ransom for it, I, I still can't see it. F- like three players and no, I would need two players and three years of first round picks to even consider trading. Him. Which is scary because that's what the Celtics got for the down years of Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. Yeah, but that was when the I mean, our, that was when the New Jersey Nets were trying to become relevant. The Nets were like, "All right, look, we need to make a splash. We need to sell tickets. We need to sell jerseys. We need to produce this mm-hmm. stadium in the Barclays Center. How do we do that? Let's bring in all these old heads that have no idea what basketball is anymore." You know what's funny? I was on Bleacher Report before I came here, and they were talking about the five worst trades in NBA oh God, history. That, that literally, and two was one of, of them, the worst ever. and two of them were the Nets. One was that one. Yep. You know what the other one was? It was guess. it was a random like sorry go ahead no 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 good no 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 good no, 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 no good okay it was a random <laughs> it was a random trade that they got Gerald Wallace yep. but in return they gave up an unprotected first round pick to the Trailblazers who turned up being Damian Lillard damn it <laughs> Damian Lillard no I tried no it's okay ah. Speaking of Dame, I feel like we might as well talk about this in the comments. What did you think of the Trailblazers' chances this year? I feel like it's not going to be they'll good. They'll make the playoffs and maybe win the first round. I don't think they'll win the first round. I mean, what it comes down to basically is that okay, I got I, I said this today because what we'll get into later in the in the forty minute mark of the show, mm. um, we'll spend about twenty minutes actually talking about this G League thing. Yep. This G League thing is is one of the things we've talked about a ton for a long time. The problem with okay, so the problem with the NBA right now. The Warriors are too good. Yeah. That's the problem. The solution in the NBA right now, every franchise is preparing for the Warriors to be done. You don't believe me? You're wrong. Yeah. Let me give you some examples. The Kings. The Kings have perpetually been but for a long time. Yeah. They are stacking up all these young players. They have Marvin Bagley. They have, I'm so sorry, I can't remember his name, the kid out of Duke that had knee surgeries. Harry Giles. Harry Giles. I kept thinking Harrison Barnes. I was like, obviously it's not wrong because Harrison Barnes is a bum. Ah. No, all these teams are preparing for the future. They are preparing for the next level. None of these, the only team that thinks they can beat the Warriors, and I'm not kidding you, and if they tell you different, they're dumb, legitimately is the Rockets. Yeah. The Celtics have no chance. The uh, the Wizards have no chance. No, nope. though I think the Wizards are one of the most dominant teams in the NBA. I don't think anyone in the East has a chance of beating the Warriors. No. None. I, I, let, me, let me get on this real quick. So, Tristan Thompson said that the Cavs are still oh the God. favorite to go to the finals. On theory alone, Tristan Thompson, you are correct because you went to the finals last year. Because we're all human beings and we can all think and talk and function and see, you're an idiot. Yep. The only reason ever that Cleveland ever made it to a final, ever won a championship. The only reason that the Cleveland Browns are good is because they had LeBron James on the Cavs. I'm not even kidding. LeBron James is arguably once-in-a-generation human being. I'm not talking NBA talent. I'm talking human being. I'm talking like the Steve Jobs, like level of what he's presented. I'm talking about like Mark Cuban level, like you know what, like I'm talking about an, an entity. Mark Cuban is the GOAT. Don't I mean, that's true, lie. but... Like, <laughs> love Mark Cuban. I do, too. Uh, no, I said him because I love him. Mm, yeah. um, By the way, speaking of human being, I just wanted yeah. to say this, too. How It was so great to see Gordon Hayward back on a court again. Oh, it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. He, he's, he's limited right now because he's trying to get back into the swing of things, but I think he is going to be a huge, huge difference maker for the Celtics this year. Yeah. And especially when you he's, think about it, because of... 20 players, arguably, yeah. when he's... Yeah, and if you think about it, because over. of Gordon Hayward not playing last year, that's the whole reason Jason Tatum got a bigger role last year. Yep. That's the whole reason Jason Tatum is now literally on the precipice of turning into... That's a funny word. Precipice? Precipice. Precipice. Kevin said, we're almost inside... You were almost inside LeBron. No, no, LeBron. Ah. LeBron's a piece of shit, crybaby, terrible. This is coming from a Laker fan, by the way, just saying. 
No, I, I genuinely hate LeBron on the court. He Off does. the court, he's one of the best humans ever produced. Mm. I'll say that out loud. Yep. On the court, he's a cramping crybaby that facilitated the simple fact that players can, and you can love or hate this, players can now decide what the franchise does with you. It does. Which is player entitlement, and I'm all for the players getting and receiving whatever they need to be. But people are so obsessed with LeBron that they don't understand the implications that happened when they went to the USA team and he told Bosch and Wade and he said to Bosch and Wade, you know, we're going to go down to Miami. We're going to join Wade's team. Wade already had a trophy in 06. LeBron didn't have anything at that point. Like comes down to the simple fact that player implication changed that day. He allowed Kevin Durant to do that. He allowed Kawhi Leonard. He allowed all, he allowed Jimmy Butler to outburst. He allowed this change, the shift because up until then, Players did not strong arm management. You can argue all day with me, and I will bring up literally the big threes of the past were not player driven. They no, were organizational they, driven. They Even weren't. Mailman and Peyton to the Lakers with Kobe. Obviously, um, Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett going to the Celtics. There was not Paul Pierce beating down their door saying, hey guys, I can't beat Kobe and the Lakers. Come on over. No, that was the front office doing those trades. Mm-hmm. LeBron as a player is arguably which way which side of the coin you look at it the greatest or worst thing for the NBA as a whole depending on your stance on the situation. Right. Me personally, him cramping up against San Antonio might have been the most pathetic thing in sports history for a goat candidate to go through. Cuz we're comparing that to flu game we're comparing that to like big uh, cramp game. I mean, when you care, when you compare it to flu game, it makes it look really, really bad. Cramp game. Yeah, well, that's why I hate LeBron, and that's why people don't like the, the, the hater. No, no, no. I genuinely dislike the things that he has done as a player in certain senses, and the fact that he is not clutch and all this and that. Ben chimes in. I'm excited for this comment to load on my phone. Yeah, this is a big comment, so I appreciate that. LeBron has been able to do this with multiple organizations and consistent at all ages. Side note, how about Vince Sandy still calling out this grandparents' age? All right, so I want to touch – hold on real quick. I want to say that, Ben, LeBron is going to be able to do whatever LeBron wants to do forever. Yeah. Because LeBron is just, he's just LeBron. LeBron, the human being, is one of the greatest human beings to ever grace the planet. He brought LeBron- us Space Jam 2. He's bringing us Space Jam 2. No, leave. I'm sorry. All right. Nobody wants Space Jam 2. You have to go for, I you, do. Have, you have to go for like 30 seconds. <sighs> Nobody wants Space Jam. Nobody asked for Space Jam 2, Greg. So get out of here. LeBron James as the player is the aggravating human being. Because what it comes down to is the simple fact that he set in place every major move we have seen leading up to that. Now, if you like that interaction amongst players, it's a positive. If you think that the organization should be in charge of the moves and the players not saying they shouldn't have an idea of where they should go, but the players should want to be where they were drafted. So you got to look at it in the simple fact that like, We are getting back away from the super team era. LeBron created this age group super team. Yes, there were super teams before. Yes, there have always been and always will be super teams. But this era of super team, LeBron helped facilitate. The simple fact that he allowed Kevin Durant to make the move that most people call the weakest move of all time, that wouldn't happen if LeBron didn't leave Cleveland. That's where I think a lot of LeBron fans don't see the benefit to understanding the whole story. Me personally, numbers don't lie. LeBron is on the Mount Rushmore. Is he the GOAT? No. Michael Jordan was there first, and that's that's how it sits for me. That's just what it is. And that's coming from a Kobe guy. I am Kobe's I, – I love Kobe Bryant. What he's been able to do on a basketball court is literally untouchable. I would argue that he's a better offensive player than we've ever seen. Jordan just did it first. That is completely fair. Vin Sanity, Greg. Vin Sanity <laughs> on the court. That I dude even, is 41? I think I, he's 41. I believe so, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. I, it's I, insane I will g- he can still dunk. I'll give credit to this, though. I mean, I feel like NBA is one of those leagues where you can you can definitely have longevity to it. So credit to yeah. Sandy for the amount of work ethic. Dirk's had in. twenty years. I mean, yeah, Dirk's had twenty years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I will say that if you are if you're going for longevity wise, NBA or MLB is probably the best sport to get into, just from that alone. But 
Yeah, Vince Sanity with the Kings. Am I right? The Kings? No. I believe it's the Kings. Ben, where's... Oh, I want to say Atlanta. Is it Atlanta? Oh, damn. Well, <laughs> I still can't... How could you be 41 years old and still be able to dunk first off? I mean, I, I get it's it, insane. like, maybe with your playing with your kids or something like that, but in a competitive NBA game, oof, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, he should really be in the big three. <laughs> I'm sorry, he should be. <laughs> All right, so let's, I'm going to... Atlanta, okay, thank you. Atlanta, yes. Sorry. Isn't that what I said? You did. I thought it was Sacramento ah, for some hey, reason. I'm sorry. Ben, my guy. I'm sorry. All right, guys, so what we're going to do now is do something that I, since we talked about baseball, I have to use the restroom. Greg is going to talk about WWE wrestling for five minutes. Really? Yep. Oh, you're a dingus. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I, I do in a weird way. Okay. So the one thing that has been a big issue and a big hot topic in the last couple of weeks has been WWE and essentially whether or not they should go to Saudi Arabia for their big crown jewel event. Uh, I'm not going to get too into it because this is a political segment and we are not a political show at Two Beers Deep here. We are an entertainment and we drink beer for fun. So in my personal opinion, I think in the fairness of essentially delivering a product to the masses, I think they should go. And I'm also very excited for this show because not only are you going to have AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan, which I'm excited for just because i'm a nerd a wrestling nerd altogether uh you are going to see the reformation of degeneration x triple h and Shawn michaels versus the undertaker and kane are all four of them well past their prime yes they are but you know what's great they're characters they're characters that we love they're characters that we grew up with when we were little kids and we're realizing how awesome the attitude era was I mean, it's something you can't wait for. Is it weird that it's happening all the way across from America where you might not have the fan base that appreciates them? Yeah, it kind of is, but in a weird way. Isn't that what all wrestling fans love? Just the fact that you're going to see something that you haven't seen before? Time! And I rest my well case. Well done, Greg. Thank you. Appreciate uh, it. So, guys, if you are um, a fan of wrestling, Greg is the man you want to talk to. And if you're a fan of drinking a lot and having to go to the bathroom... That's why I'm on the show. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's break off, guys. We are basically at the 40-minute mark. I want to do a real quick update about NFL tonight, Greg. And I do want to say, guys, we are now – so something happened. Apologies. We announced last week that we are going to be doing a strict podcast episode just about sports updates, fantasy questions, things like that. Yeah. The show is going to be a lot more about interaction. The show is going to be a lot more about opinions. The podcast is now going to be done on Monday night, releasing Tuesday. So it's kind of like a weekend in review type of thing exactly. that we'll be doing. Yeah. The uh, show will continue on Thursdays, and we will have that audio recording on iTunes and Spotify as well. Yeah. So if you are interested in, and we will definitely be bringing a lot more wrestling into that, because that's something that I want to get back into, check out the podcast. Yeah. Same as this one. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little... Oh, go ahead, sir. No, we, we just want to say, we had a minor hiccup from what we announced last week, so it's it's not a big deal, but we will be yeah. starting it this week. I guess what, guys, it's my show, so suck it. Exactly. Let's talk about, really quick, tonight, we have the Cardinals against the Broncos. Yeah. What are you expecting? Uh, it's kind of tough, because I feel like this is the first Thursday night game I'm not excited for Ooh. at all. Which Ian is, Segrito. I, I'm, okay, so... Thomas I, I think for the fact that I'm excited to see Josh Rosen play is yeah. one thing. Because I, I think Rosen has been doing a great job there. I just feel like he has Fair. no protection whatsoever. And also, I'm excited to see Christian Kirk make some plays because he is slowly turning into a dynamic weapon there. Christian Kirk was, if you remember, um, the where I wish Dre was here, but Dre is not. Um, who Damn was, it, Dre. Who was your top receiver coming out in the rookie class? Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Dre's n- not top guy, but his guy was Cortland Sutton. Who's ironically playing tonight. <laughs> who is playing pretty well mm. and tonight. Yeah. Who is my guy, Greg? Christian Kirk. Who is my guy, Greg? Christian Kirk. Who's my guy, Greg? Christian Kirk. And Christian Kirk now has a rapport with Josh Rosen, the rookie. I like it because Larry Fitzgerald coming into the season was going to be the guy that was helping the rookie quarterbacks or helping Sam Bradford and Mike Lennon, whatever it was. He was going to be like the security blanket. Yeah. Kirk now is taking over that, and it's kind of sad. It is, because I feel like this is slowly going to start leading into the eventual retirement of Larry Fitzgerald, which I don't want it to. I love me some Fitz. I don't want to see him go, man. Ben says, Broncos crush them, and the fans get overhyped. 
because they beat Cardinals, but the cards are cheeks. I feel bad for Fitz. I feel bad for Fitz as well for a couple reasons. One of the reasons here is that last year he was probably arguably one of the most efficient players they had because of David Johnson. He was, yeah. They are single-handedly ruining David Johnson as an athlete, if you ask me. Yeah, I, I don't understand their whole game plan behind him. Is it essentially just the way that Rosen essentially kind of dictates the offense that he just doesn't even look to Johnson now, or what is it? I think it's a combination of just letting... They, they know what the future is. The future is Rosen. They're letting Rosen kind of be himself. And whatever he does is is fine. I love Rosen. I think Josh Rosen is is great. He was your top quarterback. He was coming my out top too. quarterback coming mm -hmm. out. Um, it was a combination of I don't think the Ravens will use Lamar Jackson to his full potential yet. Yeah. And I don't think the Jets are progressively good enough to have a franchise quarterback in Sam Darnold now. I will say they are three and three though, so that is a positive thing for the Jets. Well, it was okay. I also brought up the simple fact that the Jets overproduced last year. They did. Nobody thought they'd win six games. They did. Mm. So give them a guy like Sam Darnold. I think they give him at least three years to grow. Him and Jamal Adams, those are their anchors. Yes. Those are their two guys that they are saying, look, and these two Williams. pieces. Well, I agreed, but what I'm saying is that those are their, their two pieces that will maintain. Sorry, the, there's apparently a shooting outside or something. There's uh, cops everywhere. It happens. Not insensitive. There's just a lot of cop cars out yeah. there. <laughs> All right, so let's get away from the NFL. So what? Do you, wait, just oh, out of curiosity, yeah, yeah, what's your prediction for tonight? Uh, Cardinals win 17-14, honestly. Yeah, I. Case Keenum might be the most, like, I can't even describe what I think of Case Keenum, honestly. Because first off, he won't throw the mediocre. ball. To, he's mediocre. He won't throw the ball to Demarius Thomas, which really, really gets me angry. Fantasy owner. Yes, I love Demarius Thomas. I think he is a consistent wide receiver, but yet for some reason, he always has to throw the ball to Emmanuel Sanders. Every Fantasy freaking owners. time. Yes, Emmanuel Sanders. And also, I had Royce Freeman in one of my leagues. He hasn't yeah. been doing crap for me. Yeah. Wow, what a terrible call by the elite rankers yeah you know what's crazy how is it that philip Lindsay is just getting so many of these reps right now is it just because like, philip Lindsay's doing well yeah i mean there's nothing but then again you remember when they had uh Devontae booker and uh cj anderson at like the combo going on there and no one could get this I took booker one. in the last round of my big money keeper league because i thought he was gonna do that he didn't do that it's okay all right. all right so let's break away from the nfl Shout out to Bradley Chubb real quick. Three sacks in his last game. He is turning into a Okay, stud. I'm going to neglect that shout out. Why? Where was he the first five weeks? Well, it took him a while, man. He's a rookie. Yeah, but he was he was, he was was literally the pick that they said, look, we are not trading this pick because Bradley Chubb's going to be that good. You're on the opposite edge of Vaughn Miller. You are on the other end of Vaughn Miller, the greatest sack artist of a generation, in my opinion. And you can't get your name in a score sheet? That was mind-boggling. Mm. I get it. He's a rookie, and there's a transition period. But when basically what I'm saying, and he said, Lindsey looks like a lost member of LMFAO. Ah! <laughs> ben Fury. Shout gotta out love to the, the Gotta love the fro, yeah. Love you, Ben. Broke a pen for you. Hmm. No, what I'm saying, though, is Bradley Chubb is opposite end of Von Miller, a sack artist, who they are obviously preparing for and putting double coverage on. And Chubb's name is not being, like, praised. It's mind-blowing. But, all right, mm. let's break away from there. I want to spend a decent chunk of time. we got 13 minutes left in the show. I want to spend about 10 minutes, and then we can do the draft. Matt Christopher, hello, sir. Matt has uh, viewed every show since the start. Thank you, buddy. Mm. Um, I do want to talk about this G League thing. Let's spend 10 minutes on it. Greg, what are your first impressions? Everybody that doesn't know about it, the NBA announced today that they are starting the G League, that if you are 18 years of age and are not eligible for the NBA draft, you can avoid going to college by accepting a contract for elite talent up to, well, no, I think the minimum is $125,000 a year. The minimum? Granted, I feel like it's the max, but... I think I thought that was just the number. They The contract will be $125,000. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's I think it is just a contract of one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Yeah, that's I think how okay. I took it. All right, all right. Um, cheers, buddy, Matt. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you in Denver, um, or Boulder. Excuse me. Excuse my French. Um, what do you, what was your first impression on this, Greg? I think it was a good start. That is the best way I can explain this. It's a good. And Greg Start. and I have been asking for this for a long time. We have been because I feel like this is going to solve so many problems yeah. that are going on right now yeah. when it comes to college basketball and when it comes to the NBA. The NCAA provides a lot of amenities to a lot of athletes. The NCAA provides a free education. The NCAA 
provides tournaments and things to get your name set. What we've been talking about is there are certain athletic entities that there is money to be made in them for the athlete's likeness. I think that across all sports, every single college athlete, their amateur status doesn't really have any meaning aside from the simple fact that you're NCAA eligible, mm. meaning you get to go to these schools. And, and trust me, I'm not neglecting what an education means. Mm -hmm. What I am saying, though, is the simple fact that any sport, a lacrosse player, a wrestler, you could win four national championships in your sport and you can't use your likeness to sign a Michigan State flag. It's mind-boggling, especially considering that when Johnny Manziel was at Texas A&M, if you searched Manziel in the store for the NCAA, a number two shirt popped up. Oh, yeah. The NCAA is supposed to be a spotless, faceless, faceless excuse me, figure when it comes to those types of things. Hence the old video games that had characters built around Tim Tebow in right. Florida. They just didn't name it, though. They did not. They named it Matt Bradley or something along those lines. Which I what I'm saying games. is this is a positive step for the amateur athlete to start earning money off of their own talents and names, and I don't see a negative to it aside from the fact that the NCAA, as we know it, is absolutely about to change within the next two to ten years. Obviously, I know that's a huge gap it's of a, time, <laughs> but it's – it is. It is. I know, it's a I know. huge it's gap okay. of time, and I'm okay with that because what you look at – as an entity, the NCAA secures amateur status and performs the ability for players to get free education. I am in no way saying education means nothing or neglecting no, education. No, absolutely not. What I am saying, though, people that can do things that other people cannot do deserve to get money if the thing is positive. Obviously, if you can serial kill better than anyone else you should not get money to serial kill that is not what i'm saying but these guys are top tier athletes these guys are and i get it like this and that and this and that um looks like not too many people were commenting here too bad i wasn't here early to spice it up matt thank you for that <laughs> thanks matt ben says it should still be the kid's choice if a kid is good enough to play in the pros it's their choice just as equal to straight to workforce or military out of high school. Ben, exactly. What I am saying is, though, it is a choice. You are choosing by going to this G League to say, I am making a career in basketball. I am going to this G League. I'm making $125,000. And then if I don't get drafted, it's on me. It's on you. The curious questions I have, Greg, that I want you to talk about are, if you go to the G League okay. and you do not get drafted or mm. something happens, can are you you're not amateur eligible correct you, you cannot no. go to ncaa and play ball no because this once is you, a slippery slope right because once you technically sign that contract you're considered a professional yeah so i i feel like it's not going to work although i mean you can make the argument that they're probably if they don't get drafted they could just easily go overseas and still make brandon money. jennings went overseas and obviously had a tremendous year there jimmer is overseas and yeah. is the best player in china right now that is not the goal I feel like for a lot of these young guys, but when it comes down to, for me, the, the, the frustrating thing about the NCAA for me, genuinely, you cannot profit off your own likeness. That's true. I feel like if the NCAA leaned on that one thing, if they said, look, we're not going to pay you to play, we're not going to do this, we're not going to do that, but you can sign autographs and you can stand there and you can do this and you can do that on your own name, your family's name. Yeah. I, if I was a D1 quarterback at Michigan, Mm-hmm. I could not make money off myself. That is the most mind blowing. The Fab Five at Michigan played basketball. Literally ate ramen noodles and nothing because they, they, they had no money. That's true. Granted, there's a lot of entities that produce money and find ways to help and this and that. But to not say, hi, I'm Derek White and D1 quarterback at Pitt. And I want to sign an autograph for you and pay like $500, yeah, $10 this autograph. Mind blowing. Mm -hmm. Makes no sense. So... Yeah, I don't know, Greg. What do you thought? I'm sorry. I know I'm going on no, a about I, this. It's a very sensitive topic for me when it comes down to likeness. This has been a topic. This has been a topic that you've been wanting to talk about for a while. So I'm totally cool with <sighs> you about this. What are your thoughts, bud? All right. So main issues that I have with it: How many players do you actually think are going to take advantage of this? I think it's all the top. I genuinely think all the top players. Are you sure? Because my issue with it is that if you sign this contract and you become a professional basketball player, you are still abiding by the simple G League lifestyle. And the G League lifestyle is not that great compared to it's colleges. It's not. It's not, but here's what it does provide you. An NBA schedule, okay. facilities, mm -hmm. management, 
the ability to get an agent. That's true. You know what I mean? The, it's, the agent's it's, a big it's, thing. It's, it's so okay. If I went to Duke, let's say like I'm, I'm at at six foot. Or I'm a, technically five eleven and three quarters. By the way, other thing about this too, this will definitely change the one and done rule. This definitely will. Matt Christopher says, "Tell that, tell that guy he isn't pro and his signature isn't worth blank." Huh. Uh, I guess Matt, what I'm basically getting at though is like I, so much shade. <laughs> I don't think Matt's just wrong, eh. but Matt, here's the way I'll word it. If I'm trying to think of a recent like big name guy, like. Zion Zion Williamson. If Zion Williamson went to your high school, and you were just like, "Can you sign this?" and he was like, "No, like it's it's going to be worth major money one day. I'm not signing that." He could charge twenty bucks a signature, and people would pay it. Yep. It doesn't matter what he charges. The people paying it are the issue there because they're willing to pay it. If he makes a if he says hundred bucks an autograph and he makes two hundred bucks, that's two hundred bucks on his own name. Yeah. Because you sign a piece of paper. Because that person then is willing to sell it later if you make it to the pros. That's the negative side mm-hmm. to all this. If I'm a college quarterback right now at Michigan, and I don't know why I keep picking Michigan, but let's let's pick another. He if loves a, he loves Shea Patterson. That's kind of why. Do. He does. If I'm a college quarterback in Missouri because I love Drew Locke, and I <laughs> sign a piece of paper, and then Drew Locke goes on to be the single greatest quarterback in NFL history. He gets zero money off that signature. That is money. Yeah. He doesn't even get. He doesn't get any money off. Now I'm not saying he should get a percentage of what it sells for. Yeah. But if he at least sells it for thirty dollars or so, you know what I mean? Like that's crazy to mm-hmm. me. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. And and I know this is. Um, Matt says, "Who is the guy we're talking about?" Matt, we're talking about the NBA allowing a G League, basically saying that one and done is no longer a thing. Everybody that plays basketball, if they are an elite prospect what defines elite chef kevin asked earlier today that is a very good question i think what defines elite is the star status that's fair the five star four and a half star recruit status i think that's how they're going to go with it and that's just my own personal thoughts right but then when that five star person gets brought in and then they don't live up to the hype that's when you start getting into the territory of if you're considered a leader or not so that's well then they cut them and then that person says well i need an education i gotta pay for it yep i genuinely hope with these Kyrie, oh, what about Kyrie? Yeah, Ky- Kyrie was one and Kyrie was one and done. But I mean, like if you think about it, he was injured. Kyrie, he was injured. I like Kyrie. I like, he's good at basketball. Yeah, he's good at basketball. Yeah, he is. Shut up, Matt. Yeah. Denver sucks. Um, so okay, <laughs> um, I, I think we we set our piece. If you guys have any questions or comments about this, please you know mm. uh, DM, text, comment on the comment section about it because this is the topic that I love to talk about. I don't yeah. see a single positive around the NCAA except for the fact that obviously a free education is strongly important. A free education is important. Education is important. There are also sixty-year-old humans that go back to college. There are. That there is very are not true. sixty-year humans that get a one-shot chance at the NBA. That's why I get the people that are like I, Andrew Luck said he wanted to finish school, and there's guys that want to finish school. Mm-hmm. The case I will bring up is Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley was the number one quarterback in the nation. Went back to USC, I believe, towards rotator cuff, and is now a third. He was a third string for the Eagles, guys. It, it's the simple fact that Mike Zur. What, what is up, up Mike Zur? Love you, man. Yeah. Me too. Um, it's the simple fact that when it comes down to it. You have a very small window of opportunity to play professional athletics. Mm-hmm. The rest of your life is what you make of it. Yeah, and you can easily turn this into kind of like what baseball does, because baseball. You blow this year. Luck does not blow this year, Matt. No, sorry. Okay. Go ahead, no, it's okay. You can easily turn this into what baseball does, because baseball. If you're a high school player and you decide to sign a pro contract, they will reimburse you for the amount of money that you miss out on scholarship. So you can still go back to college. I mean, it'll be later in your lifetime maybe, but yeah, they will reimburse That's you. That's I like hockey. Yeah, I hockey, like hockey. Hockey, if you don't know, um, and tell me if I'm wrong here, hockey, you basically get drafted, mm-hmm. stay with your college team until you graduate. Yeah, so the way it works for hockey is that if you are committed to a college – and you don't want to sign your entry-level contract yet, you can play for your college team for three years and then get rid of your NHL rights and then play your senior year, get your college degree, and then you can go in as a free agent. Ben Fury says, um, and Ben, thank you so much for being the commenter in this with Matt. Uh, I appreciate your interactions today. Ben says, but if you have the better choice as an athlete, then succeeding with their degree, the degree is meaning is diminished. 
basically, I, I 100% agree with you. Look at these guys. Like, there are um, so many people that are just trying to make money right now. And I that's the one, the only reservation I have about the simple fact about going to the G League is that, I, and, and likeness, is that I feel like a lot of people would sell out now on a small amount of money rather than millions and billions down the road. Because imagine true. LeBron James selling out early, then a lot of his stuff is less meaningful now. But the degree is... I guess what I'm getting at, guys, is, is if you go to college, if you go to Duke for basketball, um, and Kevin, thank you for commenting. I'll get to yours. Really only affect 10 kids a year because you're, you you were on the Facebook talking about it. What I'm getting at, though, if you go to Duke for a year and you produce like Zion Will, like Kyrie did, like Tatum did, like all these one-and-done guys do, yeah, that one year of college was nothing. Mm-hmm. It is mind blowing, I know. Think about our, our your freshman year at Slippery Rock, Greg. Yep. All of the courses you took, mm-hmm. pretty much general education, correct? Pretty much. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. I, I'm saying, like think about your freshman year of college. You don't do anything. All you're doing there is being a basketball player. Right. Grayson Allen is a perfect example of a guy that went four years strictly for basketball. Mm-hmm. But he's still, never going to use his degree. But he still has that degree to fall back on, though. Yeah, but you can always get the degree. You could. That's very you true. You can always get a degree. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the problem. Players will go to the NBA, tear their ACL, have spent all their money, don't have money to go back to college. Guess what you can do? Take out loans like I did. Mm-hmm. It's going to suck because you're going to be paying yours till you die, and I'm going to be paying mine until I'm 70 Take out loans. Or be smart and pay mine off like I did. Read some of the comments we have here. Matt Christopher said the Colts suck. They're 1-5. Celtics are 1-0. Matt, you can suck it. Then Fury said it's a roadblock. Matt said, oh, I'm getting excited to think about Kyrie and Tatum this year. Mm. First mm. first off, the Colts are rebuilding, so yeah, I Matt, give them a pass it. this year. And second, I'm very excited for Kyrie and Tatum this year because watching them on opening night was fun. All right, super quick draft, guys. Um, the draft we decided on was if you were drafting an NBA team right now for Dynasty, 10 years in the future. Let's do that. Ten years? Drafting okay. a team right now for like 10 years in the future. Okay. Um, You want first or next two? No, I'll give you first because I know who you want. AD. Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis. Greg, you got next two, buddy. <laughs> I want Cat and I want the Greek Freak. Great picks. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're doing center and small? Uh, yes. Just out of, okay, yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Just we'll out of curiosity. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Um, I, I I'm actually curious about these two guys' age, but I'm gonna go Kyrie. You know Kyrie? Okay. At point. Hmm. Okay. Uh, ten years down the line. Davis, Kevin. <laughs> hmm. I I think just because he still has some. No, you know what? So when I said uh small and center, I'm actually gonna move Greek Freak to yeah. power. Power forward, and I'm gonna have my small forward. I'm gonna do uh, Jason Tatum. Yep, I already wrote it. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna be great. I'm gonna go Spud, Donovan Mitchell. Ooh, that's good. I like that. He's a is he shooting technically right now? Te- like, technically, yeah. Okay, I'm putting yeah, him shooting. I, yeah, I'd say technically. All right, you're up, buddy. You uh, have right now. Just to let you know, you have your center power and small, so you're on guard duty. Uh, just because I watched that beautiful behind the back pass that he did. Yesterday, I won Luka Doncic. That was my point guard. <laughs> I hope he works out. I hope he do, too. I like him a lot, Me, man. too. Me, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have center and my guards. I'm going to need a power forward and a small forward. Mm-hmm. Actually going to move Anthony Davis to power. Okay. I liked. I watched his game last night. I liked his movement. I liked his passing. I really. I, I genuinely think this team is on the uptick. Yeah, DeAndre Ayton. Oh, that's good. That's actually I, good. I watched a little bit of the, and I just, I don't know, I just remember right now. But I watched a little bit of the Suns game. He looked really stupid in Puma, but that, <laughs> ju- I mean, his putbacks were good. So, I actually remember reading something about how someone thought that Marvin Bagley is going to be the biggest bust this year, which I can kind of disagree on. Who is your last pick? You need a shooting guard unless you're moving to Doncic to shooting. No, I know who my shooting guard is. The guy who was putting up trays like crazy in preseason is going to be a huge stud, Trey Young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go. Ben, I'm glad I didn't read this out loud because that is my pick. I am a Lakers fan. I am going Kyle Kuzma. I figured you would. 
Kuzma's a stud, man. Talk about an underrated pick that you guys got, and also Josh Hart right, as well. Love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Hart actually got voted the uh, number one video game professional video game player in the NBA. Too. Really? Yeah. There's a lot of guys that play. I mean, I'm um, uh, Ben Simmons plays. Um, Gordon Hayward plays. Like Battlefield or no? Um, wow. Fortnite and, and Fortnite, Fortnite and the COD. But I was gonna ask, what is your thoughts on a lot of these teams trying to tell their players to not be playing video games? I think you're dumb. What do you want him to do? Go out to the bar, strippers? Yeah. Uh, really. Kevin says Brandon Ingram. Kevin, I don't disagree, Brandon Ingram. I think he could be good, but the fact of being a Lakers fan and like realizing there were two blue chip guys in that draft, and mm-hmm. then Kuzma still is overperforming, it was very frustrating. I ben think says Mo Wagner is my sleeper pick. I think Ingram is going to be an improved player this year, but he's got a lot that he needs to work on. Matt Christopher says I like the BVB flag. Thank you, buddy. This was from Greg and I went with my family to see Dortmund, and Christian Polishik did play. Well, that's actually much better. We might do that. Shout out to USA. Ooh, yeah, that actually does work. All right, guys. We're doing this moving forward. Hey, guys, that was Two Beers Deep. Thank you all for tuning in, commenting. Um, You know, we do this because it's fun. We do this because you interact. We do this show because we get to drink beer. We do. Um, Any questions, comments, concerns, let me know. Uh, Otherwise, again, we are doing the podcast of basic just updates, fantasy, things like that. Uh, on Monday, that'll release on Tuesdays, yep. and then the show audio will still release on Spotify, SoundCloud, everything along, or not Spotify, iTunes, excuse me. All your normal um, podcasting services, yeah, obviously. Exactly. Yeah. Um, if you ever want to be on the show, if you ever want to be part in the show, if you ever want to video in the show, please let me know. We can work that out. Mm-hmm. Um, ben, Matt, obviously you guys are very into it. Uh, Chef Kevin, if you ever want to show up here, whatever nerd. Yeah, really. Um, but no, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. This was Two Beers Deep. Again, we have all of our thoughts from the bench, Two Beers Deep Apparel on R point apparel. Sorry. Um, for me forgetting oh, it. That's like, why yeah. you say Because I forgot it. Uh, guys, hey, please stare at Greg while I shut off the camera. Awkwardly <sighs> staring at me as we turn off the camera. Shout out. AD is totally going to win MVP this year. Just saying. Peace out, guys.